Hey guys, it's Blake, and you're listening to an all-new episode of Blonde Hair, Black Heart. So we made it through the 2022 holiday season. I mean, I guess technically we we still have New Year's to get through, but like New Year's is kind of a low-pressure holiday. It's just like a come as you are, you know, if as you are is like always dressed in sparkles, which for me check um and like get wasted have fun you know party with your friends and family kind of holiday so i i don't like lump that into the holiday seas so to speak um we got through the big ones we got through christmas the major one thanksgiving hanukkah ends tonight um so congratulations everyone we survived uh but uh i actually had a really great christmas um it was low-key uh on christmas eve matt and i just went out to dinner with my parents and um had a nice prime rib dinner at a steakhouse it was you know Fancy Pants vibes, which you guys know I am into. Um, I'm always uh, down for a meal paid for by my parents also, so that's <laughs> great. Um, yeah, I don't know what like what it is about that or if it will ever go away, um, but it like feels weird to offer to pay when I'm out with my parents. And I know that probably makes me sound like a dick, but like they've, n- they've never once accepted my money, nor do I think they ever would. And like I know growing up, You know, my grandma would always pay when we would go out and my parents would try and give her money and she would like, you know, like actually get pissed. She'd be like, how dare you even offer to pay? So I'm just going to, you know, say that that's like our family tradition is that um, mom and dad pay. Luckily for me, um, you know, once we have kids, there won't be a mom and dad. There's just going to be two dads. So everything is going to be different. Our kid's paying for everything with his like newspaper route money or something. I don't know. Lucky kid. Lucky kid. (laughs) Uh, But in all seriousness, um, like I said, it was a great Christmas. Uh, We did Secret Santa this year, which was I think, like, the way to go. Um, Probably going to be implementing that every year from now on because it was so much better. Um, But I did get... uh, (laughs) So I got a Britney Spears coloring book from a friend of mine. I got Britney Spears tarot cards um, from another friend of mine for my birthday. And then uh, from my nieces, I got Britney Spears Monopoly. So um, like I said, top-notch Christmas. Couldn't have asked for anything more. Plus uh, revealing that clearly my brand is like very defined um, (laughs) if I'm getting Britney Spears merch from everyone in my life. Uh, So that's pretty cool, you know? Um, And to continue with that, to to even more clearly define my brand, I decided for today's podcast, I am going to give you guys my best of 2022 list. So I'm going to talk to you guys all about my favorite movies, TV shows, uh, music artists of the year, even some of my favorite products that I've been using. Um, you know, really just trying to get you guys to know me a little better. Uh, you know, f- for me to be able to celebrate and give credit to um, people and uh, content and products, like I said, that I've loved this year. Um, and ultimately, yeah, maybe to, to define my brand a little bit, like none, (laughs) none of these things are sponsored. No one has paid me or asked me to talk about these things in any way, shape or form. I'm doing this all on my own, but if like any of these people, uh, or products or brands or whatever, you know, want to throw some money at blonde hair, black heart, like 
Merry Christmas to me. So without any further ado, let's get into my best of 2022 list. Okay, guys, so we are going to start with movies. Um, as all things on this list, uh, I'm looking at it right now, pretty gay. <laughs> um, so on this list is uh, the movie Bros, which I talked about not too long ago. I recently saw it and I loved it. I thought that it was a great way to turn the rom-com on its head or better yet, uh, put the rom-com on all fours and let it get it from behind. <laughs> um, it, it was a, just a great movie. It had a lot of heart. It was hilarious. Um, and I'm just so happy to see LGBTQ stories in, um, in like, you know, the, the major movie market, like that's huge. So congratulations to Billy Eichner. If you have not seen bros yet, go check it out. In that same vein, I also loved Fire Island. So if you have not seen Fire Island, it is another comedy. Um, it's starring Joel Kim Booster, who is hilarious. Uh, Bowen Yang from SNL is also in it, as is Margaret Cho. So you've got a great, hilarious cast. You've also got some incredible Asian-American representation um, and LGBTQ representation. So all of those things boiled into one hilarious comedy Um yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, another one that was really, really funny, had some raunchy moments, and, you know, definitely, uh, I, I wouldn't say fed into the gay stereotypes, but, like, there was a lot of the, the things you would think you'd see in a gay film, but it was also really heartfelt. Um, there was more to the story, and ultimately another great opportunity for uh, characters and performers that you might not see in these mainstream movies and in leading roles. So go watch Fire Island. It's on Hulu. Um, I pay for Hulu with uh, no ads. So if you want to borrow my password, let me know. Okay, another super gay movie that I loved was Do Revenge on Netflix. So now this film didn't really have... Um, like an LGBTQ storyline or through line, although one of the main characters was um, a lesbian. So I guess there's that. We're taking over the gay agenda. Uh, but it was just a, a great, fun, campy teen film. And if you know me from Adam, um, you know that despite the fact that I am a 33 going on 34 year old man, I basically have the taste of a 16 year old girl. Um, I love me a teen flick. So this movie was so great. It drew from so many classic teen films that I loved from the 90s and 2000s, like Cruel Intentions and Clueless and Heathers. Um, Visually, it was beautiful. All of the um, all of the locations and the sets were really pretty. The costumes were everything. Um, and I even actually think that the costume designer for Do Revenge was the same costume designer as Clueless. And I could be making that up, but I don't think I am. Um, someone fact check me. But yeah, go watch Do Revenge. It is so, so, so good. It is starring um, Cami Mendez from Riverdale and then... Uh, the Hawk Girl, um, Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman's daughter. I forget her name, but she's in Stranger Things. Um, they were great. They were so good. And yeah, also hilarious, but like had some twists and turns and um, some, I was surprised, you know, and I love to be surprised. And finally, speaking of surprising, Scream 5. Um, surprising just in the sense that like, who would have thought 
you know, what was it, like 15 years later after, I mean, I guess it wasn't 15 years, like 13 years later after Scream 4, they would put out this one. And who even would have thought that they would have done Scream 4 when they did? Like, honestly, the fact that they put out these sequels um, kind of randomly, like, like were people asking for Scream 5? I, I really don't know. Um, but am I glad that they gave us one? Absolutely. Um, you know, it wasn't as good as the original Scream. No film ever will be. And I'm not just talking about like no Scream film will ever be as good as the original Scream, but just like no film ever. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. Um, but it was good and I liked it. it. It did feel like the first time, uh, that any of the sequels two through four, really took us back to the original. It felt the most akin to the original. They were back in some of those original sets. Um, yeah, it was really, really great. And I like the new gen of uh, of kids in the the series now because now we're, we're following a whole new group and these kids are going to be in Scream 6, which is coming out in a few months and I'm also very excited about. So yeah, I really, really liked it. Um, I know that that's a controversial take, a lot of people didn't like it, but look at the numbers. Like it did incredibly well at the box office. It made a ton of money. So obviously they did something right. I mean, maybe it's the nostalgia factor. Maybe it's just that like Ghostface himself has become so like iconic that um, you could toss him in any movie. Like put Ghostface in the next Mamma Mia. Honestly, it, like it'll it'll be great. Give him a solo. Okay, guys, now moving into television. So there were so many great TV shows this year. Obviously, I was watching a ton of uh, Housewives and Bravo shows, so we're going to kind of disregard those. But let's get into some of the other TV shows that I was hooked on this year, starting with Euphoria. So I know I was late to the game. I didn't start watching Euphoria until this year, but I did watch the first season and, of course, the second season, which came out at the beginning of 2022. Um, and I think, like everyone, I was hooked. It is so good. Um, like, visually, you were just so sucked in. It is so fast-paced. Uh, the character development and, like, I, I, I've never watched a show where I'm like rooting for characters that I'm also just like so terrified of and for and also like disgusted by and um I yeah I I also am just like obsessed with Sydney Sweeney <laughs> so I thought she was phenomenal this season like it it kind of was her season um yeah and then like Fez and Ashtray and like that whole plot line this season was so good um Zendaya is a, a fucking star like my god and you know what here's the thing I could have told you that long before Euphoria like do you not remember the bop that was Replay um if if you don't know what I'm talking about Alexa play Replay by Zendaya because it's a bop and it should have won at least one Grammy if not all of the Grammys. Okay, next up is Sex Lives of College Girls. Um, so I briefly talked about this uh, last week on my podcast with Gibson Johns, but this show on HBO Max is so fucking funny. 
It is so cute. I am so obsessed with it. Again, it's about like, you know, teenage girls. <laughs> uh, but they're, you know, it's about four girls who go to college and it's their freshman year and like what mayhem are they going to get into? And it's uh, created and written by Mindy Kaling. So, you know, it is so good, so funny. The four main girls, they're all really distinct, unique characters. And I, every episode, am like fighting with my myself, like my inner voice over which one of the four I like more. And it's like every scene, I'm like, oh no, she's my new favorite. And then the next scene, like, oh, never mind, she's my new favorite. And that that alone speaks to how great these characters are and how well they're written. Um, so I highly, highly recommend. In 2022, I watched the first season twice, and then I just watched the second season because it just came out um, a few weeks ago. But if you have not yet watched Sex Lives of College Girls, go watch it. I mean, obviously it like sounds like, ooh, sex lives, scandalous. Um, but like, A of all, don't be a pussy. And B of all, it's really not like graphic or, or inappropriate at all. Like, honestly, you could watch it like with actual teenage girls and it would be completely appropriate in my opinion um but i i don't know maybe i have a warped sense of what's appropriate and what isn't um either way mindy kaling approves and so do i Okay, I also was so obsessed with How I Met Your Father this year. And I know a lot of people weren't really, um, you know, racing to give it a chance because the reboot or the, um, I mean, what would like a, a TV sequel be called? I mean, it's not really a remake, like a continuation. Um, anyways, it feels like those are not necessarily on the way out, but they're being scrutinized more than they were like five years ago. You know, when when we had the big like reboot slash remake boom and everyone was like so excited. It didn't matter what show you were rebooting. Like, honestly, go back in time and pull any show out and reboot it and people were like shitting their pants over it. And so finally, I think we've gotten a little bit more hesitant with that and like is it gonna be good yeah honestly i think fuller house like ruined it for everyone um because it was so shitty but now we're like uh, i don't know is it gonna work i can tell you guys how i met your father works the way that they did it the way that they incorporated like little easter eggs from the original show how i met your mother um they have some cameos that are unexpected but like the perfect cameo they're like not beating you over the head with the fact that this is a, a remake or a reboot or, or whatever you want to call it it really could be its own show and even if you'd never seen how i met your mother you could fully enjoy and appreciate everything about this show but if you're a fan of how i met your mother you will love it so much more because like i said there are little things in the background like hanging on the walls or just like like you know, someone will order a drink at the bar and it's a reference to, you know, an episode of How I Met Your Mother that, like, if you aren't a super fan, it's not important, nor are you going to miss anything by by not clocking it. But all those things, when you do clock them, it, like, makes you feel like you're in on a little inside joke. Um, and, like, you're in on that inside joke with Hilary Duff. So, like, it's a win, guys. All right, so over the last two years, I watched a ton of Drag Race. Um, I never watched Drag Race 
prior and then Matt and I, you know, put it on um kind of just like during the pandemic we didn't have anything else to watch and we were both like oh my god we're so gay this is so good um so we watched every season we've watched the international seasons um and obviously we like you know have our fave queens and I was always so into Trixie Mattel I thought Trixie was one of the queens who was really able to walk the line between like like funny but also like having a talent and not being like a clown um she did it really really well and I love Trixie Mattel so when when I heard about Trixie Motel on um HGTV and then subsequently Discovery Plus I believe and now maybe even somewhere else I'm like she's all she's slutting it up all over the place but Trixie Motel, when I heard about it, I was so excited because A of all, Trixie, but B of all, I love interior design. So the concept of Trixie Motel is that Trixie Motel. And also like that just the name, it's so good. Like it, it how could she not do this show? Um, so Trixie buys a motel, a rundown motel with like eight, eight or nine rooms in Palm Springs, the gay capital of the world. And she renovates each room one by one over the course of this show. So every episode is a different room rehab. And every room has its own theme. Um, There's like a cowgirl room. There's like a Barbarella, like, you know, kind of outer space themed room. There's um, Malibu Barbie room. Like, they're, they're all so good. And when I tell you, like, if you love interior design and the color pink... Like, this show is a waking wet dream. It is so much fun. It is so visually stunning, amazing. Trixie is hilarious. Um, And also, like, now all I want to do is go to Palm Springs and stay at this motel. So, like, truly a business genius, that Trixie Mattel. Truly. Truly. I mean, truly. One of the best things about growing up in Arizona is that there's incredible Mexican food on every street corner. And you know what goes best with good Mexican food? Traditional Mexican horchata. Don't know what horchata is? It's creamy, delicious rice milk flavored with cinnamon, vanilla, and sugar. Okay, you thirsty now? Me too. Luckily, even if you're far from the southern border, you can get your horchata fix every day with cinnamon. Cinnamon is a brand created by my good friend Tyler, who is even more obsessed with horchata and all things cinnamon than I am. He's developed all natural skincare products and more, crafted in California with ethically sourced ingredients and infused with real cinnamon. Have you heard of the antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral, or antioxidant properties of cinnamon when applied to the skin? Or how about how it helps treat acne? What about how cinnamon promotes blood flow, helping with skin elasticity by bringing blood flow to the surface of the skin and helping to moisturize skin with all of that added circulation? Some of my personal favorite products from Cinnamon are their signature lip balm that gives your lips a sweet tingle and a subtle natural plump, their all-natural deodorant developed for sensitive skin, and the Coco Chata body beverage that leaves your body hydrated and smelling like heaven. They even have candles and air fresheners to keep your entire home, car, or office smelling like your favorite dessert. With Cinnamon, you'll enjoy all the benefits Cinnamon has to offer your skin and your senses. Visit cinnamon.com, that's S-I-N-M-I-N.com, and use code Blake at checkout for 15% off your total order today and receive free shipping on all orders over $50. That's code Blake for 15% off your order at cinnamon.com. 
I may have a black heart, but I can be sweet sometimes, and Sinmin definitely helps. All right, guys, let's get into music, 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 yeah. That uh, actually was not music, just in case you were confused. So uh, I loved a lot of different artists this year, uh, had a lot of music on all the time. Um, but, you know, per usual, my my number one Spotify artists are always Britney Spears and Ariana Grande, always will be. Um, so we can just, like, go ahead and push them out of the running. I have a few, maybe a little more, like, unknown artists. I mean, not even really unknown, but just maybe less obvious. What I'm trying to do here is, like, hopefully some of my listeners will discover something new. So that's the goal. Okay, so first up, I was so into Betty Who this year, and that's also nothing new. I love Betty Who. In fact, um, in the past, I have been one of her, like, in the top 0.0005% fan group. <laughs> like, I, I am basically the president of that group. Um, so much so that when Matt and I lived in LA, Spotify actually invited us to take a private dance class with Betty Who because we were, like, the top listener in the country. Um, and by we, I mean me. And um, by <laughs> the top listener, I mean, like, legitimately, I never turn her off. So Betty put out a new album this year called Big. It is great. Um, this is her first release as an independent artist after being dropped by her label. So like, I, I really, really wanted to support and I was really happy that the album is great. And there's a lot of references to um, people not believing in you and people letting you down. And and maybe that's a little side-eye at her uh, old record label. Hmm, I don't know. But basically, they made a mistake when they dropped her because this album is great. She is such a star. I really don't understand why she's not bigger. Um, us gays need to do something about that. Uh, if you don't know Betty Who, look her up. I've loved her for years. Some of my like all-time favorite Betty Who songs, um, High Society, um, I love, love, love Wannabe, um, Giving Me Away off of her first EP is like a, a near-perfect pop song, um, and Betty Who is also the queen of the bridge. Like, I don't think any songwriter writes a better bridge than she does, and sometimes the bridge is like a throwaway, and her bridges, they're eight seconds of like pure, like, audible magic, and I wish that that they went on for 80 seconds, honestly. Uh, bridge queen, Betty Who. Uh, but on her latest release, Big, there were a couple standout songs to me. Um, the first one being Weekend. It is such a bop. Uh, every Friday, you should be blasting this song. Even if all you're doing is staying home for the weekend, like it'll put you in the best mood. And then I also loved the song One of Us. It is so good. Um... She just like her the the production on this album is flawless. It is so good. And I'm not just saying that because I actually know her producer, Danon Rector. So shout out to Danon. Uh if you guys recall a while ago, several months ago, at the end of one of my podcast episodes, I I threw a sneaky little gift on there for you and I put an old song that I had written and released way back in gosh, 2016 or 17, called Crazy. And it was actually produced by Dan and Rector, this same producer. So big props to Dan, and he obviously is climbing his way up the music industry ladder, um, and he has 
found big success by being on Betty Who's Big. Uh, <laughs> that was the cheesiest journalism I have ever journal journalized. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So yeah, go listen to Betty Who, um, Weekend, One of Us. Just listen to the whole album. It's really good. Okay, next up is Carly Rae Jepsen. So, of course, Carly Rae is not a new artist, um, and especially for the gays, like, we've been dancing around to Carly Rae for a decade now. Um, but she put out a new album this year, and to be honest, I didn't even know about it. I didn't know about it before it came out. I didn't even know about it for a while after it came out. Um... Honestly, it was all of those TikToks and Instagram reels of everyone being like, like me to my morning coffee when I'm going to take my first shit of the day. And it had the like audio clip of her being like, I'm coming back to you, baby. I'm coming back to you. <laughs> and I heard it and was like, wait, that's Carly Rae Jepsen. Does she have new music out? And I mean, well, I mean, first I took a, a post coffee shit and then I went back to it. <laughs> Am I funny or, like, the stupidest person alive? Um, but yeah, so I, I realized she had a new album out. I looked it up. That song in particular with that little, uh, you know, snippet that was going viral is a duet with Rufus Wainwright, and it's a great song. But there are a lot of great songs on this album, so you have to go check it out. Um, again, some of my top picks, uh, there's a song called Beach House, which is basically about how men are trash, and it's great, a lot of fun. Um, I also love the song Sideways. It reminds me a lot of my husband, and I think it's kind of like an homage to all of the Instagram husbands out there who really build us up and put us on a pedestal. Um, so yeah, go check out Carly Rae Jepsen, Beach House, and Sideways. All right, so in the first half of the year, I was addicted to the album Night Call by Years and Years. If you're not familiar with Years and Years, they are a pop band um, fronted by a young gentleman named Ollie. He is... Um, a little gay fellow, and we love him, and he has the voice of an angel, and, um, like, the songwriting skill set of Mozart, if Mozart was gay and wrote bops, you know? Um, he's, he's so good. I've had the opportunity to see him live before, uh, or see them live before, and they're so good. He, he really captivates an audience, and, and, like, it's funny, his songs are, like, really poppy and like so much fun um but then you see him on stage or at least when I saw him I mean this was years ago but I was like is this a magic mic performance like <laughs> but in like a really fun way where you're you're watching like this like little cherub like discover his boy parts I don't know it was I don't know it was a lot of fun um if that intrigues you in any way shape or form you should check out the album Night Call by Years and Years uh a lot of fun Every song, honestly, was a bop and something that I would listen to over and over again. Um, but, you know, I'm here to give you my best of 2022. So uh, some of my favorites, I love Night Call. Um, I love Sweet Talker. And probably my favorite song on the album is, um, it's not like a ballad, but it's definitely more of a, a slower tempo song than the rest, but it's called Make It Out Alive. So those are the songs that you should definitely check out on the Years and Years album, Night Call, um, 
get the deluxe edition. Also, same with uh, the Carly Rae album. Listen to the the deluxe the the, 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 the deluxe edition. Um, on her album, there's a song, a bonus track called Anxious, and I don't know why I didn't pick that one as my favorite because it actually is my favorite. But yeah, the deluxe editions, bonus tracks. That's where it's at, guys. Okay, and finally, my probably my top artist of the year is none other than Renee Rapp, who is actually one of the stars of Sex Lives of College Girls, one of my favorite TV shows this year. Now, Renee is someone that I also discussed on uh, my podcast last week with Gibson Johns because I asked him who is his musician of the year or, or top music artist of 2022. And he threw out Renee Rapp. And I was, first of all, like surprised because she is um, a new, a, a brand new artist uh, and she's not super, super mainstream yet. But I was also thrilled because I was like, oh my God, she is starting to blow up and make a name for herself. And, and you know, the fact that, that Gibson was picking her as a top artist shows that she's on people's radar. And then like the next day, I was driving around listening to Sirius Radio, and they played one of her songs. Uh, so basically, um, I am so, so excited that everyone is seeming to catch up and discover Renee Rapp. She is an incredible vocalist. She's actually a former Broadway star. She uh, starred in Mean Girls on Broadway as Regina George. Um, she actually was just cast in that same role for the movie remake of the musical of Mean Girls, which is a musical remake of the movie Mean Girls, which is actually a movie remake of a book. But I mean, if either way, that none of that matters. None of that is neither here nor there because Renee freaking rap is Regina George, guys. Um, so thrilled for her. So excited. Uh, she put out an EP like a month ago. Um, Colorado. Uh, obsessed. Um, too well so fucking good. That's the one that's on the radio. Listen to those songs, fall in love with her, then go watch Sex Lives of College Girls, then go, you know, save the date for Mean Girls, the musical, the movie the, of the musical of the movie of the book. Um, it's going to be amazing. I, 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 I know it. All right, moving right along. Let's get into my favorite podcasts of 2022. Now, I know that the podcast world is uh, highly saturated. There are a ton of us out there, and I have made so many friends with other podcasters. I have been kindly asked to guest on other podcasts, and um, all of those podcasters that are putting in the work and, and the time, I am so proud of you, and I love all of you. Um, so if I forgot anyone on this list, it is really nothing personal. These are just the podcasts that I have been listening to on a regular basis, and I am loving them, and I think you would love them too. So first and foremost is a podcast that I've talked about on my podcast, and that is none other than Broad Ideas with Rachel Bilson. Now, if you guys recall, I interviewed Olivia Allen um, back in October, I believe, and she is the co-host of Broad Ideas with Rachel Bilson. Not only that, but she is Rachel Bilson's longtime best friend. And so on this podcast, they interview uh, other celebrities or notable figures, and um the thing that I love about this show and their interviews is that they don't feel like interviews as much as they feel like 
kikis. Like they truly are just conversations. And these conversations span so many different topics that range from, you know, professional to personal, um, political, religious, you know, they talk about kids, marriage, like random, random stuff that you could never even fathom. Um, and it, it really gives you a new insight into these people that they're talking to. You know, so many celebrity podcasts or like celebrity interview podcasts, um, it almost feels like, you know, two stars, whether it's like the host and their guests or whatever, like just kind of blowing smoke up each other's asses. Like so many times I'll listen to podcasts that are hosted by celebs and they're interviewing celebs and all they do is tell the other one how great they are and how much they love their work and like, oh I just love you so much you're so talented oh my god no you're so talented stop it and they go back and forth and like that's all sweet and like I get it when I have guests on I, I like hype them up too but it almost feels like a little a little um self-indulgent and a little like bullshit so on this podcast like yeah they're complimentary but they really like cut through the bullshit and they're like we want to know like like real stuff. So they talk about real stuff. They they talk about broad ideas. Huh, I wonder if that's where they got the name. All right, my next podcast that I have been listening to religiously since it premiered over the summer is Pod Meets World. So anyone that was a 90s kid or even someone that's just like super, you know, nostalgic for uh, the 90s or the early aughts, uh, this podcast is for you. If you are a fan of Boy Meets World, it is such a good recap podcast. And there are a lot of recap podcasts out there, not necessarily for Boy Meets World, but like for shows in general. But this one does such a phenomenal job of actually recapping the episodes, you know, week by week, episode by episode. Um, but also bringing in, you know, guests that have a lot of quality insight, whether they were other actors that appeared on the show, whether they were, you know, uh, people on the set, uh, crew members, um, even just, you know, other people, you know, kind of peripherally, peripherally from that time period. Um, but the big thing that I love about Pod Meets World is that it has given me the opportunity to get to know the three hosts, who are Danielle Fischel, who was Topanga on Boy Meets World, Ryder Strong, who was Sean on Boy Meets World, and Will Friedle, who was Eric on Boy Meets World. And, you know, in, in hindsight, um, and I actually think I might have said this to Matt one time of just, like, why I, I enjoy their podcast so much, is, like, you know, when they were super, super famous, there there really was still this separation between celebrities and regular people you know there were a lot of gatekeepers and you know if you weren't reading about it in a teen beat magazine like you didn't know anything about their lives there really was no forum for celebrities to be opening up to fans on a personal level whereas now every celebrity you know tells us everything about their life like what they what they're doing every day what they ate for breakfast like what time they pooped it out later every detail you know so for me each week, they they spend a lot of time, you know, telling personal stories and anecdotes, whether it's about the show or or that time period, um, but also, you know, what they're going through now and, and just kind of shooting the shit before they get into the recap. And so it's really given me this opportunity to get to know these three celebrities who, like, I was such a huge fan of, but in a very different way than how I'm fans of people now. Like, I was only a fan of them like through my TV screen and like when they were on this show in character. And now I feel like I've finally gotten to know them as three people. 
and it's great. I, I love them. I love the show. Um, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Boy Meets World. I always have been. Uh, I've probably seen every episode half a dozen times, um, but I can say that, you know, hearing them recap these episodes, despite how many times I've seen them, it, it does not feel stale. It does not feel boring. It does not feel uh, like, you know, too little, too late 30 years later. In fact, it feels right on time and just what I needed in 2022. Another TV show recap podcast that I have been so into this year is Back to the Beach with Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti. So um, again, nostalgia for like the mid-aughts. I was obsessed with Laguna Beach and then subsequently The Hills. Um, I wanted to be like in that friend group so bad. I like think I went and like highlighted my hair so I could feel like I lived in Southern California, even though I didn't. Um, I just, it, it was so, uh, such a defining time kind of, I feel like they really captured a really defining time on Laguna beach right then and there. Um, and it also was a huge shift in reality TV. And I do think that Laguna beach set the stage for what reality shows would become. And ultimately, you know, my job of sitting around and talking about them. Like, I, I I, don't think if reality shows had just stayed the way they were before that, um, I don't think that I would have found a love for them in the way that I did. So I have a, a, a really special place in my heart for Laguna Beach, as weird as that sounds. Um, and getting to listen to Kristen and Steven go back and rewatch the first season and talk about everything and kind of talk about the formation of the show and behind the scenes filming and what's real and what's not real and their relationships with the other cast members and how that parlayed, you know, how that show parlayed them into uh, careers in Hollywood and what they're doing now, all of it. Like, I was so interested, so enthralled. They bring a lot of guests on, which is great, but Obviously, the big kicker was their season one finale when none other than Lauren Elsie Conrad came on. Um, I am obsessed with her. I think she is like the like reality TV darling in a way. Um, and I've always just really, really been drawn to like a girl next door type character. Um, like I was always a team Betty, not a team Veronica. And she is kind of the epitome of that um, in our, you know, modern modern uh forum i guess um yeah she's elsie was definitely the betty to Kristen's veronica and i love veronica and i love Kristen. um but getting to hear elsie come and sit down with steven and Kristen and talk about it because uh, she doesn't talk about it a lot. Like, she doesn't go back and revisit that stuff. So um, if you're going to listen to one episode of Back to the Beach, definitely make it the finale with Lauren. But if you've got, you know, plenty of time to kill, go back and re-listen to all of it. Because it is really, really interesting, um, you know, getting the perspective of these kids who had no idea what they were signing up for and hearing how their lives changed and how the um, landscape of reality TV changed. And, you know, especially now I talk a lot about the housewives and, and them being cast and how they all feed into it and know what they're doing and play these roles. And like these kids at that time were not doing any of that. Like it was, it, they, they had no fucking idea what they were doing. So hearing them now as adults look back and, and discuss that is actually a lot of fun. So check it out, you guys. Um, to, to quote Hilary Duff, let's go back, back to the beginning. You know, it's the theme song.
Some other podcasts that I have been in love with this year are Everything's Hunky Dory with Shannon Casey, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks, the Bravo House Vibes podcast, and Real Housemates of New York. So go check out all of those podcasts. They are phenomenal. Um, and, you know, they're, they're putting in the work. They're putting in the Lord's work. We're talking about Bravo. We're recapping like three episodes a week. We're taking notes on this shit. It's hard work. So go support my fellow podcasters. Go give them a five-star rating. Give me a five-star rating too. Um, if you can only choose one, give me the five-star rating. But like then give them one also. It's the holiday season, which means that we're all a little more likely to be indulging in some chocolatey goodies. But when you really look at what some of our favorite generic candy is made of, it'll make you feel like you belong on the naughty list. Don't limit yourself to your kid's advent calendar leftovers. This holiday season, treat yourself to some grown-up candy. Vosges Haute Chocolate was founded in 1998 when CEO and founder Katrina Markoff pioneered the concept of exotic chocolate by fusing spices, herbs, nuts, and flavors from around the world with premium chocolate. Explore a wide variety of assorted chocolates made with vibrant cacao and superiorly sourced ingredients. Vosges Artisan Chocolate is meant to balance the body, mind, and spirit when eaten mindfully. Indulge in gourmet chocolate with exotic chocolate flavor profiles, such as Dulce de Leche bonbons, Manchego and Cherry Dark Chocolate Bars, and Ginger Turmeric Milk Chocolate. The perfect gift for the chocolate lover in your life or yourself, Vosges Haute Chocolates offers premium chocolate gifts and chocolate gift baskets. You guys, these are not your kids' candy bars. Order your premium chocolates online today and taste the difference. Visit VosgeChocolate.com, that's Vosge spelled V-O-S-G-E-S, chocolate.com, and use code Blake to get 15% off your order. Happy holidays! Okay, let's talk about some products that I bought this year and I am obsessed with. So keep in mind, none of these are sponsored. I'm not getting paid for any of these, not getting a commission, not getting a cut. Um, if any of these brands want to step in and like send me a check happy to cash it. But as of now, this is truly just, you know, from my heart, um, things that I love, and maybe you'll love them too. Okay, so first up are Pura scent um, diffusers, I guess they are. They're like these little, they look like nightlights, and you just plug them in. Um, and, and I love these because they, uh, they kill two birds with one stone for me. So they are nightlights and I am an, we, I grew up in a nightlight family. Like I'm not, um, I'm not like afraid of the dark or anything, but we always had nightlights like in our hallways or in the bathroom. So if you get up in the middle of the night, you don't like eat shit and kill yourself. Um, seems smart, you know? So we always have had little nightlights all over our house and, you know, random places. And then I also am obsessed with scents. And I used to be obsessed with candles. Every day I would get up and I would light like five candles all over my house. And over time I was noticing that we were getting soot like everywhere. Our cabinets were white, our couch was off white, and I was noticing soot was getting on everything. And it even like, like ruined our couch. So at a certain point I vowed to stop lighting candles. Um, and that was really heartbreaking for me like not to be dramatic but as someone who part of my daily routine was lighting candles and like the smell 
it really helped me with my anxiety and just it, 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 you know, I work from home. I'm here all the time. Like love where you live. We have three dogs. Like I need it to smell nice, you know? So when I discovered Pura and that's P-U-R-A, Pura, I immediately was like, this is perfect. So like I said, they're little devices. They look like nightlights and they, they just stick into your outlet. Everything is controlled by an app. So you can control the light through your app. You can change the color on it. You can set a timer. You can set it to come on, you know, when it's dark and then turn off when it's light. Um, all of that jazz. And then, you know, the the scent part of it all is that they, uh, this company Pura sells these little capsules of like aroma um, oil and you basically stick them inside of this device and then same thing with the app you can control the smell you can control the um, intensity of the smell you can control the like a timer set it on a schedule you can set it up to start when you're home and leave when you leave the house so you're not wasting any of the aroma and each Pura device holds two scent um, like capsules, and I've had these for months and months and months now, and I've found that I'm replacing my scents like maybe every couple months or so, and the scents themselves cost like between eight to twelve dollars on their website, and you can set them up for a schedule so they send them automatically. Um, the app tells you when the scents are running low, so you you know never really run out. Um, all in all, this has been a game changer for me. Um, like I said, uh, you you set it and forget it. So I have four of these now in my house. I never have to think about it. There's always just like amazing aroma. We get so many compliments on the smell of our house. People are always like, wait, how do you have three dogs? It smells like like God's bakery in here, like literally like a cinnamon roll that was kissed by angels. Um, and that's how I like it, you know? So highly, highly recommend Pura, P-U-R-A, um, the scents, there are like dozens and dozens and dozens of scent options on their website. Right now we've got some more fall type scents. Like I think in there I have um, one called Gilded Pumpkin and then another called uh, Vanilla Chiffon. And they're really nice, like fragrant fall, crisp, you know, bakery style smells. Um over the summer, I was getting a couple different scents. One of them was called Sugar Blossom, and then another one was called Beach Glow. And it was really, you know, making our house smell like a, you know, tropical vacation. And we were having friends come over for pool days, and it really, like, helped set the vibe. So, yeah, I, I cannot say enough good things about these. I haven't run into any sort of technical issues with the devices or with the app. Um, all of it has been really, really easy. The setup is really easy. Uh, the app is easy to navigate. Ordering the scents has been really easy. Um, at one point, they sent me, you know, one of my subscriptions of scents, and uh, one that I had ordered was was back ordered and out of stock. So they, you know, took care of all of that and sent me a replacement, but then also still sent me the other one when it came back, you know, in stock. And so they've taken care of me, um, and like literally, I skip down my hall in my house, just like sniffing every which way because. I love it. I love Pura. Okay, next up is, <laughs> this is going to be a controversial one. Um, so I made the switch this year from iPhone to Android. And I know before you guys just like gasp and turn the podcast off and refuse to ever communicate with me because I'm a green bubble boy now, um, I am so happy. So I actually switched to the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 4. Now, this is the phone that you guys, I'm sure, have seen commercials on that flips like an old, 
you know, like razor phone or something. Um, and initially I got it because I was like, oh, that looks fun and dramatic. Like I would love to get in a fight with someone and like slam my phone down dramatically like I used to do in 2003. I miss those days. Um, but I have been so happy with the Switch. Now I know that people think, you know, switching from and from switching from iPhone to Android is like such a weird thing to do. It's such a downgrade thing to do. Um, but it doesn't feel that way to me. If anything, like I, I think the Android phones have a lot of really cool features that iPhone doesn't have. And I was just finding that like iPhone, you know, every year they put out a, a new iPhone and it's like all, you know, supposed to be brand new and then your old one stops working. But like, what do they ever really improve on? Like, sure, now your phone has like 12 cameras, but do you really need 12 cameras? Um, whereas on Androids, I feel like they're actually going in and fixing like things that that matter to the users or they're making you know changes that are much more about the user experience and not just like how crisp your photo is because let's be real all we're doing on our phones is taking pictures and uploading them to instagram and they all get compressed and look the same anyways like it doesn't matter how many resolutions you have how many pixels it is how many camera um lenses there are on the back of your phone like we're all just kind of like cropping everything into a little square and it you know it it is what it is like i would rather have a lot more customization on my phone um and things that android is known for that iphone isn't um and here's the thing guys i don't see the green bubble like I, I don't see that. In fact, I can make my text bubbles like whatever color I want on my phone. Um, so you guys can suffer with a green bubble. Like, I don't see that shit, you know? Also, the flip is so fucking cool. I love flipping my phone. It's such a novelty. I, like, walk around with my phone closed, and it's just, like, this little cute little, you know, like, little cookie. And everyone constantly is like oh my god is that your phone that's so cool like what is that show me more and then when it's closed on the front screen you can still do a lot like you can take a picture on that front screen when it's closed you can read your text messages and respond you can you know browse apps through that front little screen so for me you know not only is it a novelty and is it cool and like do i love attention you know and this brings attention but i also like that it's keeping me from like being on my phone too much because when I get a notification or if I need to check something, I can kind of just quickly look and swipe on that front front screen, see what I need to see, and then I put my phone back and I'm not like then just like in it and swiping through and like, you know, it's a lost cause. So I actually have found that I, I when I'm out and about or when I'm driving especially, I'm not like using my phone when I shouldn't be um, because it's closed. So, I mean... I don't know if that is what they like wanted when they made it. I'm sure I'm sure when they made it, like the thought process was exactly what I said. Like, oh my God, look how cool this is. Everyone look at me flipping my phone. Um, but if you're gonna, you know, look for silver linings, then like there's another one that it I, I, I don't text and drive now. Okay, so for the longest time, I was someone who never had Bluetooth headphones. I just like the thought of having to charge them and like what if you go on a trip and they're not charged and then you're just screwed. Like I, I was okay being like a wired headphone guy for the rest of my life. Like I really was was comfortable dying with, you know, wired headphones in. It, it is what it is. But I noticed um, the Kim Kardashian beats in like various ver various shades of tan and beige and neutral and i am like such a beige bitch i love me some neutral tones um 
so I, I saw them and I thought they were super cute. And I was like, if I'm going to get wireless headphones, that's probably what I would get. And I got them. <laughs> so I actually got them as a birthday gift. Um, so I've had them for about a month now and I love them. So first of all, they're super easy to use. Um, I, I like wasn't sure. Sometimes when you're trying to connect things via Bluetooth, it's like a real pain in the ass. But these are super easy. They connect automatically when I put them in my ear. I don't really have to do anything. Um, they're super comfortable. I've worn them now for, I think the longest I've had them in is a period of like an hour and a half when I've been out walking the dogs and, and listening to podcasts and stuff. Um, and they don't hurt, which even just like regular earphones after a while start to hurt. Um, and they're super cute. Like the, the colorway on them, like the, the nude tones are, all three of them are really, really pretty. Um, I ended up going with the mid tone, which I think is probably for people. It's like more intended for people with like caramely skin and I'm like as white as they come. And they do have one that's more of like a milky white color. It's actually called moon. Um, but I just was more drawn to the middle color. It's just like a color that I like more. So for me, I'm not necessarily wearing them to be invisible. Um, but even though the color isn't like a perfect match to my skin tone, they are virtually in invisible. Like people don't really notice them. And especially when I am podcasting and when I'm interviewing guests, it's nice to have more of like that streamline, easy look. I don't have like big bulky headphones. I don't have wires all over the place. Um, I mean, sometimes it, maybe it looks like I have like um, hearing aids in, but if anything, that just shows, you know, my commitment to hearing people better. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, either way, if people, even if people think I have hearing aids, at least they are stylish, fashion forward, and like a very, very beautiful shade of beige. All right, guys, that is it. My list of the best of the best movies, TV shows, music, and products of 2022. Thank you guys so much for listening, not just to today's episode, but every week this year. Um, 2022 has been one for the books. I have absolutely loved bringing this podcast to you every Monday, and uh, here's to a whole lot more in 2023, more uh, pop culture gossip, more celebrity interviews, more personal anecdotes, more housewives recaps, all the things that you love coming back in 2023 on Blonde Hair, Black Heart. In the meantime, as always, please go follow me on social media at Blonde Hair, Black Heart. You can like or subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and go give me a five-star rating or review. Keep in mind, my birthday is on Thursday, so um, it would like really mean a lot to me. Uh, so yeah. All right, guys, until next year, I'll see you then. Bye. Bye.